this Instagram page. It's called Show Me PT. Okay. And so one of the ways that people can kind of learn more about physical therapy is through the videos. Like I do funny videos, but a lot of it's supposed to be more like instruction. Like this is something you can do for your shoulder if it's bothering you, or this is how to you know do a deadlift. Just little things like that. Yeah. And to be able to have like some sort of basis and then market it to physicians. Like, hey, these are the things that I do. This is like how patients can stay involved even if they're not in a session with me or they can learn this way. All right, what's up guys? It is episode 47 of Yellow Colored Glasses. And I have an awesome guest on today. His name is Josh Griffith. Many of you will know him. He is one of the, I don't know, best athletes in Pleasant Hill High School history. Um, awesome student, awesome person, awesome friend. And we're gonna get to catch up today because he's been gone a little while. So real quick, before we get started, I'm gonna read a review and that is from Nick S. Nick Smith, he's our good buddy. He said, I cannot speak highly enough of Warren Amount's agency. Not only did they help my wife and I find cheap car insurance, but they had also helped us find the perfect life insurance policies to protect us from any unexpected life, life events. Jake and Dusty, Dusty have also helped me shave years off of my mortgage payments and save me tens of thousands of dollars in interest payments. Who doesn't like the sound of that? Staff members are the most down-to-earth people that you'll ever meet. They're knowledgeable when it comes to insurance. I highly encourage anyone reading this to reach out to them to discuss different options to help protect yourself and your family. Promise that you won't regret it. Thank you for giving me the peace of mind as I grow my family. There's no better feeling than that. So thank you, Nick. That's a very, very good review. Guys, the reviews mean a ton. I think we're, I don't know, we're up to the 120 mark now. So those help a ton on Google. Um, just be at the top of, of the searches. So thank you for leaving those reviews. And so without further ado, I'm going to introduce you to our guest. I already mentioned his name. Um, Josh, tell us what you got going on, man. Yeah, so I'm now a physical therapist up in Michigan, uh, kind of around the Detroit market and a town like kind of the same size as Lee Summit. Okay. So just kind of an estimate on like where I'm at in that aspect. Um, been working for this company about three years. That's when I started practicing. So it's been a long journey to get to this point with um, going through PT school and everything. But right now we're building out a clinic and just learning the process of starting a like a business in a market that's a little more saturated and kind of those challenges that we may face in the future if I ever want to do something on my own. So been a good experience so far and, and enjoying my career. Like it was, it was the one for me. So. Okay, so physical therapist, how long have you, let's, let's start back here, where did you go to school at? So uh, I first off, I went to school and played baseball at Fort Scott Community College. Um, did two years down there and then transferred to Grand Valley State University, which is up in Michigan. So finished out my baseball career there. So that was my four years undergrad degree um, was in exercise science. And so to get into physical therapy school, you, you have to have a bachelor's of some major. It doesn't necessarily have to be exercise based or medical based, but obviously that's going to help you out a little bit. So you have a little more background. Um, I had a super senior year to be able to get all the requirements to get into to PT school and then physical therapy school is another three years. So all in all, like best case scenario, seven years you're going to be done. But for me, I got to do it in eight. So uh, there you go. We, we, we made it through and uh, then I started, uh, started out in the career. Eight years of school. Mm -hmm. See, and most people say, oh, eight years, that's way too long. But look, it's already over. You're done. I know. No, no, I never have to go back. So that's the nice part. Who is, who was the Chiefs player that was from Grand Valley State that was the corner? 
Uh, Brandon Carr. Brandon Carr. I was thinking Brandon Flowers. Okay. Yeah, Brandon Carr. Yeah. What's their mascot? Or the Lakers. The Lakers. Okay. Okay. I've, yeah. Ever since I remember when you were going there, I was like, okay, that's where that that's mm-hmm. where that dude came from. There's a lot of good athletes. They have a good uh, athletic programs up there too. Very they? good. So like all of our sports are, are pretty competitive. Um, one of the main ones you may know down here is like the soccer program. So our girls' soccer program plays at UCM all the time. Um, and then you know basketball wise, they're pretty competitive across all sports. Um, men's and women's and then football is always dominant so like going to a d2 football game it's always sold out you got like 16,000 people there it's a great experience in terms of like a division two school so so how is that being you know obviously when you're doing like your clinicals and you're doing all your studying I mean you're working with all those athletes right a lot of times or not so sometimes you can so one of the majors that you can do is athletic training and so these are the, the differences in some of the, the the sports field of like rehab so you have athletic trainers those are the ones that are going to be on the sidelines doing some like emergency care so somebody injures their knee they're going to be on the field right next to them my major was a little different it was more on like the exercise based side of things so maybe somebody that is injured and just trying to come back into like their normal daily exercise activities or their sport, you can kind of be a piece of that, but more so an athletic trainer and a physical therapist and like the team physician is going to be trying to get somebody back on on that end of it. Got it. Okay. So is that why, is that why you were doing, um, all those pickleball lessons, the Larry Bird pickleball? Oh yeah, man. Those are some, uh, some videos that, are uh, only hopefully only a few people have seen no videos. dude that was one of the best videos i've ever seen so if you guys haven't first of all you need to follow josh on facebook um probably on instagram too i don't know i'm horrible at instagram yeah, but yeah. anyway he posts some really funny videos and one of them was all the different ways that he could hit a pickleball and it was pretty good so all right so you, you spent eight years in going to school mm-hmm. three years of pt school how long have you been doing the traveling piece of things where you're going to different locations? Did you start right here and then that just kind of developed into, hey, I'll take a better paying job and, and go do this? Or like what, what led you to that? So there's a couple of different things. A lot of people hear of like travel nursing, like that's a pretty For lucrative sure. business. Like if you're a, a, a nurse and you don't need to like be tied down to one place for a long time, it's a great avenue to like get some more um, pay and get to see some cool places all in one. And those tr- contracts are like three to six months usually. Same thing happens in physical therapy. They have a couple of variations. You have internal travel, which is what I did for um, the company called PT Solutions. And what I did for them was I would just go to their clinics that needed support, whether somebody was on like maternity leave or somebody like had a, a surgery where they'd be out for a while sure. or just they were just trying to fill a role there. Um, so that was my job for the first two years out of school. Started in 2020, right as the pandemic was was starting. That's when I was graduating. So job market wasn't like the most um, available. Let's just say that mm-hmm. in, in in Michigan where I was was uh, going to school. So I ended up doing travel for two years. I started out in Kentucky, moved down to um, North Carolina, Atlanta, went out to California, and finished up in Seattle, Washington before taking this uh, permanent job in, in Michigan. So I'm back up in Michigan right now. I'm like the clinic director that is like kind of just day-to-day operations at the clinic, and then I'm the only physical therapist there too. So Gotcha, dude. That's awesome. So you saw a lot of cool places. Yeah, it was it was awesome. Like It was like a little vacation every weekend, and those are the things that are 
attractive to somebody that is like maybe doesn't have a family or anything that needs sure. to support and, and be around all the time. So I yeah. got to do that and bounce around. It was awesome. Which was your favorite place that you got to go work? Probably North Carolina, actually. So I went hiking about every weekend. Um, pretty small town vibes throughout. So it was kind of like home in that aspect, but I got to be in the mountains. I mean, Seattle was awesome too. You're around water, mountains. It's, it's hard to pick one, yeah. but if it was, it would probably be down in the, the uh, North Carolina Can you area. say your least favorite? What was your least favorite? Mm, probably California. But just, the people were good, though. Like, the people I worked with were phenomenal. It was just, like, my lifestyle just didn't fit out there. So, yeah. the California. Okay. And, and as a physical therapist, too, uh, one, one of the things that plays into the, the profession is, like, how are you getting reimbursed, like, in terms of your, your treatment? So, uh-huh. out in California, they kind of pay out less for for therapy and so whenever you're trying to see patients and it's a business on the pt side of it too mm-hmm. so to to get the same income you're having to see more patients gotcha. more patients to just kind of even break make make ends meet so you're having to just put through a lot more quantity of people mm-hmm. just to basically okay yeah i so got you it's playing that balance of trying to provide quality care and then also you've got to like make money to justify sure. having a job too, for sure so. i mean you have to make money no matter what so so what led you to um, find a, a full-time permanent position there? So one of the things that really attracted me to Michigan in general is like the, the outdoors that you get to do kind of year-round. Like you're surrounded by all the Great Lakes. The summertime is super mild, not humid. Like maybe you're talking 90s as, as the high. So like, but no but, humidity. But very minimal humidity. So yeah. I loved I loved that, and I made good friends up in Michigan. Was just trying to get back into that area. Um, not necessarily like the Detroit market was super attractive to me. It was more just like the opportunity to be back in Michigan and help this company grow, which we're supposed to be growing quite a bit over the next few years. It's just, you know, getting that foothold first and then expanding out. So, so is Michigan a good, a good place to go on vacation? I've never went there. I've always, I mean, I see it looks beautiful. Yeah. So you've got a little bit of everything. You got like sand dunes. So if you're like doing like side by sides going on those, you got like hiking the upper peninsula of Michigan. Beautiful. It's kind of like very desolate, a lot of forests. Um, you still got lakes surrounding the whole, the whole bit of it, but, um, there's just a multitude of things to do. If you like city things, there's city things to do. If you like, um, just, just going out and being in nature there, it's abundant and there's so many lakes, so many in the lakes and rivers. It's, it's pretty sweet. So how cold does it get in the wintertime? Like, is it always snowing? Now or? that is the good question because it depends on where you're at in the state on Detroit side, on the East side, not so bad but where i went to school there'd be like a day i woke up and it'd be a foot of snow on the ground in the winter time and i'd be like not you gotta be kidding. Either, they did they? not call school <laughs> off once there was one year we had the it was a super bowl and i was like just praying i was like please just let this snow like cancel school tomorrow no it was like 16 inches and they're like no you can walk you can you're literally like close enough to walk to class you can you can go so that's uh that was a, an eye-opener for sure um it's about four months out of the year though you're expecting some sort of snow okay yeah for four months four months for four months of bliss in the in the summertime so yeah i can handle that though like i i, I don't mind the i don't mind the snow but is it like blistering cold the whole time too no. like negative wind chills and stuff like that not as bad as you would think so it just depends like if you're in the flatland area it can be like that kind of like minnesota mm-hmm. those are those are the people that live in minnesota i don't know how they do it because i hear stories all the time of like negative 40 negative 50 wind chills like the wind, no yeah. way because it's so flat and then in michigan it's pretty flat but you still get a little bit of breaks in it and um, you're just dealing more so with snowfalls honestly 
So, gosh, I'm gonna have to go to Michigan. It's that beautiful. Awesome. I, I'd recommend it. I know a guy. So if you ever okay. need some directions up there, what's um, what's like the cost of living up there compared to Missouri? Very similar. Very similar it just depends. Like it looks like it, I, this is one of the things. Like trying to figure out where I was gonna live long term. I was like, okay, financially, what am I gonna have to make here to like make it seem similar to another place, right? Um, and like the transportation costs are much higher up there. I think it's because of the 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 this, the uh, roads just like are getting pounded. Obviously, like salt and all this stuff in the in the winter time, and so like gas and just vehicle like insurance is super uh, high because of all that stuff too. So it's interesting like how that plays a, a factor in like the food cost being much lower though because there's still a lot of farmland it's it's interesting how it all like evens out whereas here in missouri like your um it seems like cost of living overall would be much cheaper but just like basic different taxes and things like mm -hmm. that it all kind of evens out in the end yeah okay now that makes sense too so you're saying like taxes for roads to keep them up, mm -hmm. up you know updated yep. and, and even like your your condition. registration for your car it's like I don't know, like 120 bucks a year or something like that, where you get tags down here for like, I don't know, like 20, 40, 20, something yeah. pretty cheap, I feel like. But. Yeah. Okay. So, so right now you're working for a company and you, you mentioned that eventually you want to hopefully own your own business. What are, have you put much thought or planning into that? Do you kind of have a, an idea or are you just... Uh, someday it'll, it'll happen like where are you at on that uh, it's going to take some time so one of the biggest challenges you're going to face as like a, a health clerk clinician is you need somebody to be referring patients to you or you need to have like a strong foothold in the community you sure you need some somebody to trust you with with their care so right now i'm like a new face in a new market all this stuff and so even just trying to market for my company is a challenge because i don't know anybody i don't know any physicians i don't know anything so it's a lot of cold calling which is a challenge and i'm sure you do the same yeah. thing cold, cold calling all the time and just trying to make any any and every connection that you can so for myself trying to build my skill set in the meantime of like understanding how a business runs like what's the overhead cost going to be just to even take take some money home one day with, with yeah. patient care um, how does that look do we do we do like a self-pay model or do we go through like um for, for physical therapy you can go through insurance in terms of like straight up like the, you're working with the insurance company or you can do like a cash based side of it and say like a hundred dollars for a session and then you give the patient like a super bill and they take it to their insurance and they get reimbursed back that way so yeah. there, there's a couple ways you can do it um, but i think the most attractive way to do it would be like all right i got 10 sessions for this much money and you can come use them whenever you want like some days you're gonna be feeling great you don't need it some sometimes like you're trying to get prepped for maybe a competition. We get somebody that is like a, a power lifter and they're just trying like to get some critique on like, hey, what's what's going on? Like, mm -hmm. why am I feeling this tweak here when I'm doing this? And we can kind of provide that support. So my goal is to work with those active individuals that maybe don't have as much chronic, like a chronic pain situation that's up my alley. Cause I'd love to work with athletes. Yeah. And, and doing the travel biz has been a, a big challenge in building out that skill set because when you're going three six months at a time an acl recovery takes a year like yeah. to do that so you're never seeing a patient from day one all the way through their recovery back to back to their sport so right now i'm really trying to build out the skill set of active adults more sports and bringing those background that i have in exercise science to to the table with it and then ideally this is kind of like my big picture 
dream scenario for like a, a practice is to do maybe like half the day with patient care in terms of the physical therapy rehab side of it and then do um, some like training so strength and conditioning with like a small group four six shirts sure. and then maybe even doing some baseball lessons or something on the side as well just a, a variety that that would be ideal and then i get to you know make my own schedule be able to assist patients um, via like the instagram model or you know having some sort of um, hybrid like remote training with the in-person so that, that, that's the idea that's that's the goal and trying to learn and, and see what other people are doing already to get to that point is, has been huge yeah there's a lot to it and yeah i, I definitely understand the, the piece of it where you're trying to figure out how to market and get do all those things while you're trying to also learn you know learn the trade yourself you know um so what would you tell somebody who is coming out of high school or in, or you know they're in college maybe they don't have it quite figured out yet what would you tell them the biggest pros or maybe the biggest cons of going into that? And, and then to, to piggyback off that, in this field, would you, if you could go back, would you do the exact same field or would you shift gears and go a different direction? That's a good question because it's, it's a challenge with, with physical therapy, the cost of school is so high. So you're looking at probably a hundred grand in just tuition costs to, to get through your physical therapy school, not let alone your undergrad. Your undergrad, yeah. So, okay. Just the, the the financial aspect of what it's costing to to go to school is, is pretty high, and then the return on your investment. We make good money, but it's it's nowhere near like the the cost of school. So it's one of the the least um, rewarding in terms of financial immediate, aspect. Immediate yeah. stuff. So you're looking short-term. like 20, 30, 40 years down the road is when you're going to really notice like any positive aspect of because people are paying off their student loans i was fortunate my family helped me out a lot and able to you know mitigate a lot of those high um, loan rates and so right now we're doing good i did travel so that was lucrative and helped me out kind of speed up the process of paying those things down but that would be the biggest con the the pros are you know you're getting to help people every day for myself, I love to teach. If I was gonna be anything else, I'd be a teacher and a coach, because that's what my parents did. Yeah. And I just love that aspect. I love movement. I love learning about the human body. It feels like we're always learning something bigger, better, um, just a new treatment technique or a new way of loading the body and, and getting more efficient with it. You're, it's just, you're constantly learning. If you, you cannot get bored in this job, like there's, there's no way that you can get bored or complacent and, and expect to be good. So the the pros are like you're always going to be challenged. You're getting to help people. You're you're helping them maybe change a lifestyle. Maybe they haven't been active and they're like, I don't even know where to start. Like I haven't exercised in 40 years. I've never even stepped foot in a gym. How can we motivate somebody to make that lifestyle change and you know be on a path to live a like a high quality life, not just a long life, but like a high quality, get the most out of everyday life. So that's the most rewarding. Um, but I tell students all the time when they come and shout at me, I'm like, do you have any other interest in any other thing? Why are you going to be a physical therapist? And if you can't like come forward with like a like multitude of reasons, like why you want to be a physical therapist, probably look somewhere else right now. You can always do some sort of like movement um, industry like thing on the side if you wanted to. But in terms of becoming a physical therapist, is a huge time aspect. You're putting off a lot of life things to go through school for seven, eight years. Yeah. Um, and and to just know, like, you're maybe not going to make the most money. You're going to make a good living, but you're not going to be uh, living the high life for for um, 
quite a while. For quite a while. I know, and I think that's a really big misconception that at least that was what what I, I mean, Amanda, she wanted to go be either in PT or in OT. And the the mindset I had was, oh, yeah, she's going to make, she's going to go make a lot of money. And I think a lot, of, and there's a lot of people who think that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you will, but it's going to take a lot of time. Similar to, I mean, people to go, you know, eye doctors yep. or uh, pharmacists mm-hmm. or any of it. I mean, really, you, you are, you made a great point too. You're putting off life things as well and making those sacrifices to really focus on the long term. But at the end of the day, the things that you're talking about on the reasons why you love it and, and enjoy it, if you're doing what you love every single day, dude, there's so much money in this world. Like money's everywhere. Yeah. There's millions of ways that you can go get extra money and make more money. If you're doing what you love to do, then that's the most important thing. That's right. Um, I had great support from my family all throughout. They're like, you know, do do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life. So that's what I kind of have always, you know, leaned on and, and kept that in focus. Like it's delayed gratification, right? And, and you're always going to have um, something that's going to be a challenge. So if you have the thing that you're willing to be challenged with every day, um, you know, go full bore, go for it. You know, so just sure. been, it's been a good it's been a good journey. I'm very happy with where I'm at in terms of the career aspects. Now there's new challenges every day with becoming a, a clinic director and trying to do the marketing aspect. That's not really patient care side of things, just trying to get people in the door. So it's a new avenue that isn't my most favorite, but you know, it's a piece of it. And, and if I'm gonna be doing my own thing one day, I have to be good at it now. So did you, ta- did you have any like training in marketing before you did this or did they just say, hey, this is your spot, your position? go figure it out like how did all that work so a little bit of both we have a marketing team for us that that's their job is to go out and speak to physicians and once we're like built up i won't have to do that as much but we have people within the company that have been doing these brand new clinics for years this isn't their first rodeo they're they're literally doing this constantly so we get tips and tricks on like okay how how often should we be going to an office that um, are they going to get annoyed like if i had somebody coming up to my door like a hundred times in a hundred days like there's like no way i'm going to refer to that person so trying to do that dance of um how, how often should we be contacting these people how how can we get in the door and have a different conversation we've we've been taught that as we go so it is a learning curve like they can tell you all the the tips and tricks to do but unless you go and do it or you know be willing to fail you're, you're, not, sure. gonna, you're not gonna grow so what's your favorite part like what's your favorite way to market so far like do you have any specific things that you feel like you're having a lot of success with you know one of the things that i was hoping would kind of take off was starting like this instagram page it's called show me pt okay and so one of the ways that people can kind of learn more about physical therapy is through the videos like i do funny videos but a lot of it's supposed to be more like instructional like this is something you can do for your shoulder if it's bothering you or this is how to you know do a deadlift just little things like that yeah and to be able to have like some sort of basis and then market it to physicians like hey these are the things that i do this is like how patients can stay involved even if they're not in a session with me or they can learn this way just building out like the brand of my name has been helpful in terms of trying to make these connections with with physicians because they they like a, a strong company but they want to know who they're working with for and sure so kind of shifting my focus and trying to sell myself versus just like sell a product of a company has been a, a big shift yeah it's really it's kind of funny because even before we even talked um I was not coming at this from an aspect of like you're in a sales position, but you are like you're you're 
yeah, it's physical therapy, but if you're running a business, if you're the, the head of, of all the things you're talking about, I mean, the main thing is figuring out how to get clients and figuring out how to get people referrals yeah. and all that stuff. So we talk about it all the time how everything in life is sales and it's no different with this. Like you're, you're in full on sales role. So, okay. So I want to talk a little bit about kind of going back in time a little bit here. Okay, so I mentioned when we first started about how good of an athlete that you were, um, and also one like whenever I ask Coach Messenger or Coach V or anytime like we talk about favorite kids you've ever coached, we always put like a top five list together, top five, top ten of this position or you know this type of player, and you're always on all of those. So what was your favorite sport? Because you were really good at at baseball. Obviously, you went to college and played baseball. You're really good at basketball, and then obviously you're a really good quarterback too. So which one of those was your favorite? I loved whatever season I was in, man. It was it was so fun to play Friday Night Lights and just, like, be kind of like that representative for your, your hometown. And you grow up playing with kids, like, literally at kindergarten, we're playing flag football together. I have some of my best friends from just playing football from that all the way through, and you're always a Pleasant Hill rooster. You're always a rooster from kindergarten all the way through your senior year, and you always remember the players that were in front of you, like the, the older guys. Mm-hmm. Like I could probably name every single quarterback that was a, a starter from when I was a kid all the way through. And I always wanted to be that too. And then to be able to do it was, was super surreal and, and very cool. And to, to be successful too was, was awesome. Um, and then basketball season rolled around and I just, I could not get enough of basketball. Honestly, if I, there was one other sport I was gonna play in college, it would have been basketball for sure. I just I just enjoy like feeling, I don't know, like the, the flow of the game. It is like the most fun when you're clicking on all cylinders. Yeah. And the, the camaraderie that we had from, you know, when I was a freshman and, and you as a senior, like always, you know, talking to me like that doesn't happen all the time right and that but that and that came from seniors doing the same thing whenever I was a freshman in the culture that we had so yeah so so that program aspect of it that was you know I I enjoyed that a lot and same same goes like as a kid like growing up you're always looking at the the older kids in high school and and dreaming of playing one day on that court and um and then when baseball season rolled around that was like my thing um so it just felt supernatural to just go out and do it. And I got to start as a freshman, and that was pretty cool. And to be able to do it for four years for P. Hill was, was awesome. So, man, if I had to narrow it down, though, I would probably have done basketball in college if I went back and did it all over again. So, and this, I wasn't even planning on asking this question, but it just brought us to a really, really good point. Because nowadays, especially with you being in physical therapy, you working with people, um, not necessarily athletes all the time, but we see it. Kids from a very early age are specializing in everything that they do, whether it's volleyball all year round, soccer all year round, basketball, pretty much anything. If, if, they, if, if their parents figure out that they're good at it whenever they're little and they like it, essentially, hey, we want to do this year round, that way we don't get left behind. You're a perfect example of somebody who just said, I loved every single sport I played. You were borderline all state in every single sport that you played like you were that type of athlete in all those um we've had numerous other ones that were like that josh shoemaker was like mm-hmm. that clay eddier was like that lee stopman was like that all people who went and played college athletics and they were three sport athletes who were really good at all three so what would you say why would, first of all do you do you think it's good that kids are specializing or do you 
see a, do you see a problem with it or do you think it's it's all good it's just kind of the way it is now i think we like just throughout our, our lifespan we tend to you know decrease activity over different things as a as a kid we're developing for so long even to our 20s we're still developing and in terms of being um a well-rounded athlete, I 100% support and promote. Do as many sports as you possibly can for as long as you can. When it comes to like the recruiting aspect, most con- most coaches were wanting you to be a multi-sport athlete, at least two sports. Yeah. You know, you're going to be able to do things in basketball a little bit better in terms of like three-dimensional movement, like rota- like just changing direction. In, in basketball is so much different than baseball and you're going to be much better baseball player because you can do those things that you're doing in basketball and vice versa like your, your linear speed's going to be better in um, in football compared to maybe in basketball so they, they all play into each other and if you can play a variety of things like an overhead sport a, a sport that's going to challenge your hips and your feet and be quick with that um, I, I promote that 100% I'm not as against specialization in one sport as I used to be the biggest thing is if I have somebody that's only going to play one sport, I want them to be training, like cross training in the off season. Don't be playing for 12 months out of the year that one sport. You need a break. There's yeah. a reason there's an off season for the NFL players and for the MLB players. Like they do other things besides just play baseball or just play football year round. They are doing, you know, change of direction training. So trying to get stronger, trying to. Um, just get more agile really and even the the mental aspect of it too training the brain on like visualization so that you can do those activities at the highest level is super important so you know if if it comes like if somebody's going to ask me like hey do you think i should play one sport i'm gonna say no like i'm just gonna straight up say like i would love you to play not only baseball but i'd love you to play rec basketball or play flag football yeah. or play volleyball something else just do something else because you're going to develop better overall as a, an athlete so it doesn't necessarily like set you apart if you're just playing one sport going to college for sure no and i think the the funny part was is like you said that you loved all those three like you love those three sports and whatever one you were in you were all in with that one and you were you know and you were you were a winner too so like it was just it was probably easier to like all those because you were number one. You were individually good at all of them. You were also on pretty good teams, um, so that makes a difference as well. But I did, I saw something the other day. It was a it was an Instagram reel, and it was some I don't know I don't know who the person was like a sports scientist or I don't know what their what their position was. But they were talking about how um, the percentages of people in the prof- in professionals, whether they're baseball, football, basketball the the overwhelming majority of them played at least three sports up until at least their freshman year of high school and then they talked about maybe specializing at a, at a later time but you know we're seeing I, the thing that's crazy to me is i get it when you get to high school like i can understand that um but i'm seeing it like in second grade mm-hmm. like, and that's the big difference right so third grade. early specialization i think we should define like maybe early sports specialization in first grade second grade i'm absolutely no Please don't do that. Like, do something else. Like, you, well, even think, if it's, a, I would just think you'd burn out too. Like, yeah. I'd get sick of it. Yeah, because it's almost like a job. Like, even in college, like you're playing. Like for us, we were, you know, baseball. We were 12 months out of the year, but we had like off 
season workouts where we're not throwing nearly yeah. as much or we may not have hit as much like you need some downtime you need that mental aspect of some time away from it too so those are all important pieces and the early specialization i think is one of the worst things that we're doing for young athletics if we're going to try to promote like a lifelong um, enjoyment of exercise and competition we need to like broaden our scope a yeah. little bit yeah yeah i think um yeah i don't know it's interesting it's definitely interesting but i don't know i just wanted to pick your brain on that see what you thought of it um but you got anything else you want to chat about before we hop off of here dude i'm just this was good i appreciate you bringing me on here this is is fun and hearing you talk me up oh my goodness i wasn't expecting all that good stuff so no i um i'm excited I, I love following you guys too just to see you guys grow um that's it's inspirational for myself because if i want to own a business one day i'm always looking to who's done it and who's going through yeah. it and and i'm i'm gonna be picking your brain too going forward no so. it's 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 hard uh, but it's fun and doing something for yourself is the best i mean it's no better thing you can do so no man i'm, I'm glad that i caught you at the right time with you being here yeah and, it's good to be back in uh, town yeah yeah go have some fun this weekend enjoy the time with the family hopefully you see some old buddies and all that stuff so anyway thanks for hopping on josh and that was episode 47 of yellow color glasses we ended just in just in time too because that camera quit so anyway all right peace out everybody thanks for watching